You guys have probably heard my voice before, um, but I'm Finn. And I'm Laura. I'm one of the emotional well-being practitioners at Break. Um, so today we're talking about some stuff that might be triggering for a few people. It is about sort of grief and loss as a care lever. Yeah, so we just want to make sure that everyone's looking after themselves. If at any point this topic feels too emotive, then take care of yourselves, turn it off, come back to it if you feel like you need to. Um, Yeah, just look after yourselves. You are listening to Take a Break with UK charity Breaks Young People. By listening, we want to thank you for being part of the community, valuing the thoughts of those who have been in care. Enjoy this candid chat with Finn and Laura. It's episode two. What is EWS? So EWS is the Emotional Wellbeing Service. It's a service run solely by Break. It supports care experienced young people aged 16 to 24. We support young people who are within the Staying Close, Staying Connected project like you, Finn. Local authority can, can refer to us, so Norfolk, Cambridgeshire and Peterborough. So we offer therapeutic support. We offer a minimum of 12 sessions. But as you know, Finn, it can continue on quite a lot longer if required. Yeah, I think we're getting on for two years now, aren't we? So they can be weekly sessions. It's very much a service that's tailored to young people and everyone's individual needs. So one person's experience of EWS would look very different to another young person's experience of EWS. The sessions, I guess, they can range, can't they, Finn? Sometimes... Depends who you get matched up with. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the practitioner. We have three different practitioners within the service. Because you work out your sort of routine. Like, me and you, we have one or two, like, serious sessions here. Mm-hmm. And then the next one will, like, go to Costa or, like, go to the park or something. Yeah, we tend to do... We did quite a lot of sort of low-key sessions to start with, I guess, didn't we? Because the service is very relationship-based. So it's very much about making sure that you feel comfortable rather than going in and expecting you to share with a stranger immediately. It's about building up that relationship first and foremost, I think. So, yeah, we now have got to a place where we like to come to do a bit more of an in-depth session in a in a safe space. And then we'll do a low-key session because sometimes it's a bit too much to go into the heavy stuff week on week, isn't it? So we try and pace it according to each young person and what they want to get from the service, but also just how you feel on a week-by-week basis, you know, we, I might come to you and have an idea for a session for that week and you go, do you know what, I'm not in the mood. And we just change and adapt according to what feels right on the day, don't we? That's the general kind of gist of the service, I guess. We can do, like I say, longer term pieces of work. So sometimes it's around coping strategies and managing sort of day to day in relation to your mental health and things that can help improve your well-being. So sort of quite practical stuff. But we also do longer, longer term pieces of work that's maybe a bit more in depth. And we dig down into trauma history, if that feels like something that a young person wants to explore. Life story work. So there's a range of things that we can do within the service. But it's very much about tailoring to each young person's needs. Why do you do it? Why do I do it? Um, so I started working with Break 11 years ago now, which is a long time. And initially I was a transition worker and a volunteer mentoring coordinator. And then I sort of, the more the longer I worked with care leavers, the more I realised or felt, I really strongly felt like there was a gap in kind of mental health 
services not a gap but it was hard to access it was you know there's long waiting lists and we appreciate the strain that everyone is under but it still felt like care leavers were people who sometimes fell between the gaps and couldn't access that support so yeah I then became involved in the emotional well-being service about five years ago it's just something I feel really passionate about I feel like care leavers get misrepresented and there's a kind of misconception sometimes about care experience young people don't know if you agree Finn yeah <laughs> yeah and I think sometimes that can lead to judgment certain services like okay. don't really lessen sometimes my mental health struggles got mistreated okay I guess like I just got told oh it's not it's not this it's, it's low mood right whereas with VWS I actually feel like my problems are like validated okay well that's good everyone wants to feel heard right true that's why Mm. we do this yeah absolutely i just feel like care leavers are ace really every care leaver that i've worked with has amazed me in some way and i just think they're brilliant and need to be heard more and seen more because they have great views great opinions what can grief and loss look like when you are care experienced yeah, so I guess this is, the, this is the kind of subject you felt like you wanted to talk about in relation to being a care experienced young people and more widely what grief can look like and how different people experience it differently. And I guess sometimes the fact that you're a care experienced young person adds in all these other factors that play into how you might process your grief. Would you say that is kind of fair to say? Yeah. So I guess when we were talking about this, the things that came up quite sort of consistently was that grief looks different for everybody doesn't it grief is a trauma and a huge trauma at that um and it will impact everybody differently and everyone will process it differently right like how you have processed your grief will look very differently to how someone else processes their grief what are your kind of thoughts on that well matters like the most when you're grieving is like having a safe like atmosphere and some safe people mm-hmm. around you and like some people might sugarcoat death okay but me personally i like just hearing like how it is i like hearing the facts well and i think with facts and information comes knowledge and uh kind of can help your understanding of things can't it so if you lose a person if you lose a loved one and you don't know what happened and you're left with confusion that's really difficult to sit with isn't it so that's one of the things that you found really helpful was being able to find answers I guess about like you say some of the factual bits of information and that's probably taken a while for you to get to that point where you felt able to receive that information I don't want to speak for you but yeah it has taken a while but everyone everyone that loses someone has their own grief timeline like some people will choose to sort of deal with it straight away in quotes kind of get over it Mm. some people might put it aside and then deal with it x amount of time later and that's like that's fine yeah like it's okay to do that and and like sometimes if i put my if i put dealing with my grief off it makes me feel a bit poopy yeah makes me feel a bit bad a little mantra that laura's taught me (laughs) is that um it's okay to sit in the (laughs) like it's okay to sort of not be okay and not deal with whatever you need to deal with like just tone it out and 
yeah cope in your own way yeah i think sometimes we you know distraction can be really really helpful obviously as a way of managing on a day-to-day basis but sometimes rather than trying to find a silver lining or try and find some sort of positive spin to put on things sometimes yeah we just have to kind of sit in it and feel it and it's hard and it's really heavy going and it makes you feel rubbish but sometimes we just need to be able to kind of sit in those feelings in order to be able to kind of process them and move through them Okay, so there's the the kind of classic seven stages of grief. Um, So the first is shock and denial. The second is pain and guilt. The third is anger and bargaining. The fourth is depression, reflection and loneliness. The fifth is the upward turn, in inverted commas. Uh, Number six is reconstruction and working through. And seven is acceptance and hope. Now that sounds like a really lovely way to move through our grief and process things. But actually... Sounds too clinical. Yeah, it doesn't look like that, does it? At all. Like, it's not going to follow that neat little timeline. You can go from stage like one to three. Yeah. To five. Back Back to one again. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Like... You're going to jump around back and forth. Like my father died when I was quite young, which some of you might know. There are some times where I really, really struggle with that. Like I do really struggle with that. But then other times I'm like, eh. Yeah. I'm fine today. Yeah. Like it it really just kind of. Yeah. It ebbs and flows and you will jump back and forth between those different stages. I guess if we're able to find where you might be within that rough grief timeline then that could be helpful and able to process it and at times we're going to get for want of a better word stuck in a certain stage of that aren't we so if we're able to kind of find where we might be in those kind of stages roughly and if we feel like we're a bit stuck and we can't move through a stage that's where we might be able to find help and other coping strategies and support and other services that might be able to help you move through those stages but yeah it's absolutely not a neat timeline grief is really messy isn't it it is and it doesn't matter like who you're grieving like it could be a family member could be a friend a pet yeah or or it could be like you you grieve over them it's grief absolutely it can come in many different shapes well and also for i think for care experienced young people again i don't want to speak on behalf of of any care experience young people so correct me if i'm wrong finn but the fact that you've gone into care for various reasons obviously sometimes that death will is one of the contributing reasons that you will go into care and actually even if that person hasn't died it's a huge loss of a family isn't it even if it's like a loss like if you stop talking to a friend or you stop talking to your family like Mm -hmm. any kind of any loss you can grieve over as any grief is fine don't feel stupid for like being upset over losing someone if you're not in break which most of our audience might not be there is um a few more services that can help with that mm-hmm. there's nelson's journey yeah um, which I've worked with, they're really good when it comes to bereavement. Yeah. Um, they support sort of young people up to the age of 18, 18. I believe, yeah. 
uh, cruise I'm not sure about I've they're a sort of wider national charity national. specifically around bereavement and that's for um, adults as well mind is that's a national one as well but they do one. have they have ones in Norwich yeah um yeah. They have drop-ins, they have counsellors, and then they have map. They have all sorts of stuff. They have yeah. counselling, they have advice, they have a drop-in in Norwich. Yeah, map are great, yeah. And I, I don't know if I mentioned it in a previous episode, but they have a group called Evolve, which helps trans people. Absolutely. And if you're, like, in a big crisis, like a big mental health crisis, mm. or you just need someone to talk to, you can call the Samaritans. Mm-hmm. Someone will link that down below. Um, like their number yeah just in case yeah, and um, a 24-hour helpline that you can call anytime to speak yeah. to someone if you're in an immediate crisis but however you want to deal with grief is fine you do you but remember it'll be all right eventually <laughs> that's about 15 minutes that was you were you were on it was I? <laughs> you, <laughs> were, <laughs> you were on it as you've heard Brake's Emotional Wellbeing Service makes a huge difference to young people in and after leaving care. You can be part of that community, enabling Brake to be there for young people when and how they really need it, for as long as they need it. Review and share this podcast widely. You could choose to shop in a Brake charity shop around Norfolk and Gloucestershire, or perhaps choose one of our exciting fundraising events and challenges, or consider making a donation. To find out more, visit brake-charity.org.